and broadcasting and podcasting 438 miles between each other on the sixth episode of the third season of the fifth quarter podcast. Glad to have you with us, George Koff, alongside me as always, my good friend Desmond McLaughlin on your left. Desmond, how are you doing on this October the 7th, a Wednesday? Pretty good, George. Sports are back into full effect. It's a beautiful day outside, very sunny. You boys can get a haircut soon. Get rid of that LeBron hairline. So it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good, pretty good day. And we'll talk LeBron and we'll talk uh, lots of other beautiful weather here. But uh, our, our thoughts and prayers are to those in the Louisiana area for Hurricane Delta that's going to be, uh, that's affected some games, including Louis, LSU and Missouri being moved to Columbia and then Coastal Carolina and Louisiana being postponed. So uh, without further ado, let's, let's go back to the future, rewind, recap, and look forward to this week. Desmond, you ready to get started? I'm so ready, George. Let's get it. All right. All right. So if you could remember, we had two pretty big matchups last week, but the biggest one was A&M Alabama. 13th ranked at the time, the Aggies went into Tuscaloosa looking to maybe change the tide and surge the tide. See what I'm doing there? Unfortunately, they did nothing close to that. And uh, 52-24, not a great loss. Um, one thing I, I did was, uh, and my friends know this, those of you that were watching the game with me, you know I got upset, you know I got frustrated, you know I was taking notes the entire game. And here's where the notes come back to, to, uh, to pay off because it's Wednesday and I almost forgot that we played Alabama last week. <laughs> so <laughs> with that uh Kellen Mon, look all these Aggie fans y'all are not giving him enough credit the man finally showed what he the reason why he's the starter okay you may not like it but he had 148 yards and two touchdowns in the first half in the first half Desmond on 11 completions yeah he should have had more he had 22 passes he should have had 11 or you know five more completions that's a 50 percent completion rating but still the only mistake he made was the pick six and at that point in the first half things were already spiraling out of control um you know it doesn't help with when you have a secondary that can't even wrap up a birthday present i mean that's ridiculous the, the secondary was getting blown was absolutely just getting destroyed desmond they allowed three 60-yard touchdowns, three touchdowns, 60 yards or more. You can't do that against the second-best team in the country. And unfortunately, yeah, that just was the story. Um, the big thing, though, was in the first half, uh, AM came back to make it 14-all. 14-44 left in the, second, in the second quarter. From that point, the Aggies got outscored 38-10. to you cannot do that at all. Whether you're playing Bama or you're playing Vanderbilt or Arkansas, you can't do that. You cannot get outscored on a 28-point swing. I mean, you can keep it back and forth, but not that bad. Um, and the key thing was that there was a – I don't know if you were watching the game, Desmond. I bet you weren't because you were watching Texas Tech, which we'll talk about in a second because we know that both those games were going on at 2.30 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. But uh, a is driving down the field, fourth and two on Bama's 30-yard line, okay? If you make this conversion, you have a chance to possibly at that point make it a one-possession game going into the half because at that time it was 
Anaya Smith, AM's best player. And if it wasn't seen already, it did now. It, it has seen it now. Anaya Smith, the dude is a fast. I don't know if you saw the touchdown, Desmond. He absolutely sidestepped the, you know, uh, tiptoed the sideline. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Bama just forgot that he was a receiver and forgot that he was even there. But beyond the point, back to this fourth and two. Kellen Mond throws it right to his chest, right where he's supposed to, and Anaya Smith drops it. Turnover on downs. Bama goes down with a minute and 30 seconds and scores a touchdown to take a 35-14 lead at the half. That's a 14-point swing, potential 14-point swing. That you cannot – that that just ruined – because if you go – if you're an Aggie fan and you go into the locker room, and even an Aggie on the team, and you go into the locker room and you're down a touchdown to Alabama – you start to feel like you can compete with them and you contend with them in the second half. But they came out of the second half and they just were bad. They were just not good. Um, but Jalen Waddle was held quiet until that nice long 84-yard touchdown that uh, Mac Jones threw to him. And even though everyone's going to say, oh, Mac Jones, 435 yards, four touchdowns, this and that, there were a lot of good things. AM did did put pressure on uh, – or did put pressure on that – offensive line for Alabama, but unfortunately couldn't get pressure on Mac Jones. So the run game, again, Bama outgained, out, out AM outgained Alabama on the ground, 115 to 109. That was one of the keys. You had to beat them in the run game. You did that. They got better on third down conversions. They did that. They held the ball for 63% of the game, Desmond. They held it for almost 35, 40 minutes, for almost 40 minutes long. Yet you still lose because you can't defend the deep ball and you can't get crucial conversions. What were your thoughts from this from this past Saturday for that game? I will say, George, you took immaculate notes this week. You hit on everything I was going to mention. Top three things. You as I just I don't watch the game, you know that. I do check the stats though, watch the highlights, Mac Jones. Um, yeah, they did put pressure on him. He also looked very good. Um, had a very good week this week. Give it to him. I was going to mention that y'all did a great job containing the run game. You know, Alabama's always had a great um, offensive run centered. Um, their, their best player only had 43 rushing yards. That's insane. Um, and the third thing I was going to say was the time of possession. I did notice that. I mean, usually if you win the time of possession and you have the ball the longest, you're usually winning that game. Um, but it's just crazy that they, they had the ball longer and then it was still a blowout. But yeah, and one of the things was that Bama had five drives where they had less than five plays. Mm-hmm. They they like, they were just exposing the pass defense, exactly mm-hmm. what Nick Saban had said in his press conference on the Thursday before that we're gonna we're we're going to try to strategically go at Texas A&M. I believe was what his words, something close to that. And he learned that he doesn't need to have a run game to win. He doesn't need a run game to win with this team. Mac Jones is an offensive threat. You have Jalen Waddle. You have Mitchie, I believe is his name, the guy who was just absolutely caught that first touchdown, completely burned Miles Jones. Miles Jones was going, uh, excuse me, where, where did my receiver go? Where did my receiver go? Just absolutely baffled for what happened. Um, and, yeah, you have all those deep threats that Najee Harris turns into a pass-catching running back, not a running back running back, and – Bama got the win. Now, look I will at, say, um, I will say, I agree with you about Kellen Mond. I'm saying that he still needs to improve. 
If Anon wants to be really competitive, he needs to improve, but he did look a lot better than he did the first week. Correct. Correct. I'm not going to, I'm not going to completely defend Mon that he's, that he's in the clear here, but um, you, you touched on it, Desmond. He had 318 passing yards, three touchdowns. The last time he did that was against Mississippi state last year. That was, I believe it was seven games ago from that game. That's huge for his confidence. Is it, isn't he, he's looking to break the, uh, the passing yards record, right? For AM? I believe so. Correct. This yeah. Week? Uh, he's, so, uh, yeah. Influence on him this week. I mean, a little bit, you know? Correct. But he also, um, in the game, he broke the, oh, it was a record that Johnny Manziel held. He broke the, the milestone of whatever. I think it was nine, nine, maybe it was 3,000 passing yards. It was something along those lines where he broke what Johnny did, but people are saying, oh, Johnny did it in two years, and it took Kellen four years. doesn't matter. He still did it. I mean, it. yeah, that's so Johnny, Johnny Manziel is this, the biggest outlier possible in college football, so stop comparing to him. Kellen Mond is – he can get it done when he passes, okay, and when he uses his feet. He only had 30-some-odd rushing yards in this game, but either way, that's still – I think what people are trying to struggling to get over is Mon didn't get a win. That's the whole point. You want to win, right? Fine. But you're playing the number two team in the country. There's a reason why Alabama is number two. They're good. They have a defense. They have a passing game. They have an offense. Not just passing game, but an offense. And it's Nick Saban. So everyone needs to relax, chill. AM still has seven games against seven winnable games with Florida, Mississippi State, Arkansas, South Carolina, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and potentially LSU. We're going to throw, not say Auburn is kind of questioning because it's always confusing. But you're one and one with eight games left. Relax. Mm-hmm. Aggie, 12th man, and the Aggie Nation, relax. Take a deep breath. Look forward to Florida. It's going to be a big game for Jimbo. Um, Desmond, I, I had to mention this, and this is something a stat I don't like seeing. I saw it on the Paul Feinbaum show last week or yesterday, but Jimbo Fisher, since taking the job at Texas A&M, is 0-7 against top five teams, AP top five teams. Now, granted, the fact that he's played seven of those games in two years plus two games is incredible. That's Clemson twice. Alabama three times, LSU, and Georgia. Okay. How many of those names are still relevant right now? All seven of those, all seven of those games. All of them are. What? As I say, all of them are. I thought exactly. you were about to say something different. I was like, they're all relevant. Exactly. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that stat is a kind of a misnomer because you can go 0 oh, and 7. Great. But uh, how many of those could you really win? I'd say one. That first Clemson game was probably and Georgia, which I, I agree. It's like I know it's off topic. It's like the LeBron discussion with his finals record. Like, think, look at the teams he played. Look at the, some of the teams he was with. Like, you know, you got to steeper than that. Yeah, how many games did he play? How many? Uh, he what? He played the Warriors two, two or three times. One right, one. and one of the, and one of them was without Kevin Love, Kyrie. The other one was with like freaking Derrick Rose on his team, and then, and then even his younger years when he carried Big Z and. Everybody else that no one knows about. Exactly. So um, it is a, a weird stat, but it is 
It still is a stat. And everyone's calling this a game that Jimbo needs to win if he wants to at least provide confidence back to this AM program. I agree. I agree. I agree. But here's the thing. Aggies are going to defend fine. I'm not talking secondary. I'm talking like just general defense. We've seen Florida. That's their weakness. They've given up 35 against Ole Miss and 24 last week. You can score points against this team. Against this Florida defense, Kellen Mond and the Aggies should be able to score. The problem is, is how many are you going to allow Kyle Trask to score? That's the question. It's the passing game that's going to come in the key here. If AM can shift their personnel on the back end of that defense, move Leon O'Neill to maybe instead of being on safety, move him to a corner, move Miles Jones into a linebacker, something. Just do something different. Bring guys, move guys around because we're just getting outrun and out, you know, just it's not even the fact that we're not covering well. There were times where we were covering Bama receivers well. They were just winning the 50-50. It was more 60-40 instead of 50-50. I think AM can keep this game close, and it will be close, but Florida's going to win ultimately. I think Florida's mm-hmm. going to win. Uh, they'll get the win uh, 35-34. I've got a one-point win for the Gators. Uh, but if the, if the Aggies win, I will not be surprised. I won't be surprised if the Aggies win, but I think – after this game, Desmond, the Aggies could run the table and go seven and three, or eight and two. Sorry, eight and two. I agree. Um, I definitely think that that the game will be close. Um, I don't know if Florida is good enough to be in the top four, but we'll have to see. Um, but I have them winning this game, thirty-one twenty-four, and hopefully, Kellamon really comes out this week. I know he's trying to break that record, but sometimes that pressure can get to somebody a little bit when they know that they're that close. They start forcing a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? to try to try break it, um, hopefully it doesn't get to him too much. Absolutely. And that game's on ESPN at 11 a.m. from Kyle Field. Florida's a touchdown favorite. So yeah. anything – yeah, anything can happen, really, in the SEC. We've seen that. Um, and I think Kyle Field is going to be rocking at 11 a.m. And only being a touchdown favorite with, like, the rankings being so far apart says a lot about Florida. It also says a lot about A&M, too, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, you have to take into account that – they're still ranking Big Ten teams, which haven't even played, as well as Pac-12. So if you get rid of those, Desmond? Well, I mean, sooner or later they're going to be ranked anyway. Oh, I realize that. But if you get rid of that, instead of being 21, a is closer to 16, 15 or 16. And that was probably what they would have dropped versus Alabama. They wouldn't have dropped eight spots. They probably would have dropped three or four like they right. did. Um, so I don't think that this is out of question to say that Florida is going to manhandle the Aggies because that's not that's not that is not what's going to happen. If it does happen, my God, I don't know if I'll be able to stand another week in Aggie Land with the people around me because they're going to be so fed up with what they're seeing from Kellen Mond that Jimbo might actually have to make a quarterback change, which I do not want to see. I'm sorry, and I may be on the pop- unpopular opinion. But Kellen Mond is the quarterback. You're not going to bring in a freshman quarterback for a guy who has three years of experience, two of those in Jimbo's system. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. I don't understand why people think that's the answer. Do you want to go three and seven? No, I don't think so. Do you want to try to at least get a winning record? Then let Mond do his thing. He found his rhythm. AM did what they needed to do on the first offensive series against Bama. I don't know if you saw even the highlights, Desmond. They had a rhythm going. Then we kicked a field goal that was missed. But 
again, and that kind of set the tone, but that's beyond the point. A&M had this run, run, then a pass, then another pass, then a run, then a pass, then a run, then a pass, and then three passes that were incomplete with the field goal. But that was the thing that we were missing from Vanderbilt. We weren't seeing that offensive rhythm. We were only seeing stalled plays and incomplete passes and stuff that you could tell Mond was uncomfortable. So um, they'll be interesting to see how that plays out in this Florida game. Moving forward, because we've talked about a lot about AM and we need to keep this conversation going. Moving forward and turning to the other side of the page, Desmond, we talked about Kansas State and Texas Tech last week. We said that Texas Tech had a chance to go three after losing to Texas, had a chance to maybe go three and one or three and oh over this next stretch until Oklahoma. What happened on Saturday? George, I made one comment in the game of season. One comment. I said, for Texas Texas succeed, succeed, sorry. They need to just keep one thing under control. That's happened the last two years in a row. Alan Bowman needs to stay healthy. And what happened? Bowman got leaves the, leaves the England injury after going on a opening drive touchdown. And what's his status? He's day-to-day right now. But also, Desmond, Kansas State's quarterback, Skylar Thompson, he got... Credits Kansas State, but that game's a lot different with Alan Bowman in the game. He he, he came out strong with the opening drive touchdown and then gets injured. Absolutely. Get, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that Kansas State could have won that. I'm just saying it's a lot different. Then we put in Henry Houdini, that's what I call him. He didn't play bad. If, if, if he didn't play bad, if he didn't play what's his real name? It's like Henry, like I call him Henry Houdini because I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Henry Houdini. Yeah. Desmond, you realize Henry Houdini died like 30 years ago. No, I know that. That's just a nickname I have for him. Okay, okay. Let me let me look yeah. up his name. Like keep going, keep going. Let me look all up right. his name. But he didn't play bad, all right. I just want to say he he did have 244 yards. If he could get that, imagine what Alan Bowman could have done. I'm this just, is true. This is true. Okay, in Henry Henry Columbi. Yeah, it's like Columbi. Columbi. Like Columbi. Yes, yeah. I, so I call him Henry Houdini because he came out of nowhere, bro. <laughs> but, I mean, looking into the future, he's not too bad. Once Bowman leaves. But I also, also want to say, George, the secondary for Texas Tech looked nice. It did. I, 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 I will. I saw the highlights. I, I saw the highlights. I would agree. That secondary is not the issue for Texas Tech. It's, you're right, keeping the quarterback healthy. But even, even then, the offense was, was moving. That's what I'm saying. They didn't play bad. But I'm saying imagine what they could have done if Bowen was there. Correct, correct. Coulda, woulda, shoulda is really the key in this game. And I, I, yeah, and I would say, like, usually I can pick on something where I'm like, oh, you know, that's the main reason why they lost. But nothing really stood out. I mean – they pretty much had similar passing yards, pretty much had similar rushing yards. There was only one turnover. It wasn't like, you know, something like, you know, like, oh, the running game should have been better. It was just like, Kansas State just had the upper hand this game. I mean, and you have to understand, Kansas State was coming off that that wicked win over Oklahoma. So they're right. going to have some extra momentum and, and playing at home. And then, too. then your starting quarterback gets injured and – you know, and then it took a while for Henry Houdini to get his crew. But once he did, they started playing a little bit better. Yeah, that fourth quarter was incredible. Yeah, he really found his groove. And I think it's nice to see him find his groove knowing that 
he gets a little playing time, knowing that in the future, if Bowman does get injured, which he probably will, will yeah. um, that will have some experience under the under the belt. Now, Desmond, let's do a check-in here. I know the last few, last year and even the early games this year, you've been upset with Matt Wells's, with Coach Wells's he, uh, play calling. Was that an issue in this game, or do you think it really wasn't? I'm still mad at Coach Wells. After that last Texas game, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Like, late-game situations, he's making calls that are unnecessary. Last game, that was not his – no, that's what I said. Nothing so that Kansas State just had the upper hand, not his fault. But some games, like especially the games where it really matters, he kind of makes some risky calls that I'm like – like the sky kick and the, the wheel route on the third and long. Those are the plays I'm talking about where I'm like, where are you going with this? Right, and 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 I think I think you make it a good. Point. But also, I can't put all the blame on him when, you know, his starting quarterback Heisman candidate keeps getting injured every single year. Hey, isn't he still the passing leader? I actually, I was just about to say I didn't check. I believe I, I he expected is. I expected not to be just because he got injured. But let me check real quick. I believe he is because uh, maybe because yeah, if he's if he's still the passing leader with him being injured almost all game, that's insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up real quick. Because I figured I was like, ah, he's injured. He's not going to be passing no, yards. I, I, it, it, it looks like it is Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I figured. And Sam, Sam, Sam was close to him, too, as well. I don't know how many he's off, but he was pretty close. But hopefully he'll play this week. That's a big key for me. That's what I said. Yeah, and that's going into this week. Kansas – or, sorry, Texas Tech and Iowa State. Iowa State coming off of Oklahoma – you know, the shocking win over Oklahoma at home. Wait, I just want to say, George, I told you Oklahoma was not that – like, not as good as everyone's making them oh, out to be. You did, and you know what? I wish we had picked that game. Um, I don't know why. For some reason, my brain just said, oh, let's not pick that game. It's going to be a blowout by Oklahoma. Um, my apologies to Sooner Nation and to Cyclone Nation. My fault, okay? Okay, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> I promise I'll make it up to you. When we get Iowa State again, I'll pick. I'll I'll, I'll uh, make sure that gets learned to the game picks. But Desmond, we let's let's look at the facts here. Red Raiders, they're kind of it's kind of an enigma right now. You're gonna get you might get the team that's gonna be up by 15, or you're gonna get the team that loses their starting quarterback and kind of just falls down the stretch in the game. They've got they've got Iowa State, then they get West Virginia. And in Oklahoma, what happens in this Iowa State game? I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's not always one person that decides the game. But sometimes it is that one person that heavily helps decide the game. I think a lot of it relies on Alan Bowman. You've seen it. When Alan Bowman plays, we are always competing. There have only been a couple games where we really got blown out with Bowman in the game. Even with the Texas game, which we should have won, but whatever. We're competing with, I mean, Texas, you know, we don't know how good they are. Could have been overrated, but they're still competing. And when he's out of the game, that's when it starts to, like, we start losing games we shouldn't lose, like Kansas State. I just, it really depends. But if if, if, the, if the secondary plays as good as it did last week, it will really help out. And if Alan Bowman plays, then I, I might change my prediction. But right now he's day-to-day. And knowing them, they usually sit them. So we'll just have to see. So who you got? 
as of now, unless there's an update saying that he's like he's full clear to play and they're playing him, I got Iowa State 42 28. Well, Desmond, you'll be watching 2 30 on ES on ABC from Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, Iowa. Um, I've got 38 24. I don't think even with Bowman playing, I don't think it's gonna be a difference. I, I saw what I needed to see from Iowa State last week against the Sooners, and I think they're They've kind of gotten off on track, back on track after that opening loss to Louisiana. And I think they are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the Big 12, but that's just me, I guess. Um, all right, we're going to move forward here into the rest of the college football world. Desmond, the top 25 poll looks quite a bit different than it did last week. Four ranked teams all lost at home to unranked teams. That is the second most on tied for the second most on any day in AP poll history. Those teams were Texas, UCF, Mississippi State, and Pittsburgh. Not to mention Oklahoma lost to an unranked Iowa State on the road. And Memphis got upset by SMU on the road. So in total, six ranked teams lost to unranked opponents. What does this mean going forward, briefly? Oh, George, I have a lot to say, but I mean, yes, the top 25 overall changed a lot, but the teams that, I don't, it sounds rude, but the teams that really matter are still there. Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Iowa State, even though they haven't played, they, all the teams aren't usually going to get in college football players are still there. So nothing big's really, nothing too big's happened. I mean, OU, Iowa State, I would have chosen Iowa State. I told you, I don't think Oklahoma is as good as they are. I've been saying that. And Memphis, I believe we both chose SMU to win that game. So those are two games where we were like, you know, and then Texas, Pittsburgh, these are teams who we, we, you said you were iffy about Texas, whether they were good or not. So yes, there are a lot of changes, but we also didn't realize that like nothing extremely big. You know what I'm saying? Correct. No, no, correct. You, you make a very good point that the top 25 – or top 10 really looks chalk. And maybe maybe it's just because maybe the rankings are just a little off this year just because, you know, some teams aren't playing yet. A lot of games are getting canceled. People are not sure, you know what I'm saying? So the rankings are a little weird this year. Right, right. And, you know, with with today, the MAC announcing their schedule, all 10 five power five, uh, FBS teams will be in, in action at some point. Uh, with November 7th being the first weekend that every single conference will be playing, at least. Um, I, I was actually, I was debating with my friends the other week, and I was thinking, I was like, I was looking, I was like, I don't, I don't see a Big 12 team going to the playoffs this year. No. I don't. No, I don't either. I, I think we're going to get either a Pac-12 um, get in, assuming what happens, Um and how many games they're possibly able to play. I think it'll be exciting towards the end because we got like Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Ohio State, Penn State, Miami. Not to mention, yeah, I was going to say Miami. Don't don't throw Clemson just yet. I think the ACC is going to start to look a little different as we get down the stretch for sure. Clemson's going to get a loss. I'm going to call it right now. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be this week or if it's going to be – in a few weeks, they're gonna get they're gonna go into the ACC championship game with one loss. Okay, that's that's my my bold take, and you can write it down, Desmond. I wrote down Bowman passing leader. You can write it down. 
Clemson's going to get one well, loss. Hey, 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 hey. Bowman's injured. Come on now. <laughs> I'm going to hold that against you. I'm going to hold it against you, okay? Um, and speaking of Clemson, in my, uh, Clemson uh, Miami visits Death Valley um, for a big matchup in the ACC. College game day will be there, as well as another big matchup in the ACC, Virginia Tech in North Carolina, ranked um, opportunity for Virginia Tech to maybe steal a win. Uh, Florida A&M, of course. The Red River rivalry, which now really doesn't have the, the exciting – I don't know. It's weird. It almost feels like it's out of place this year. <laughs> like we know it's out of place this year. Well, no. It, okay, I realize that, but it almost feels like this week. It's like really the Red River. Rivalry. They've been losing. I know. Well, and I'll get to that in a second, Desmond. But uh, it's less flair. It's less dramatic than it normally is. Normally, there's this exciting aura around that. Oh yeah, that's, right. that's the thing. And usually, OU and Texas are both like top 10 teams you know well not even both. that not even that maybe just top 20 really not even top yeah, oh yeah yeah but usually only one of them has one loss and they're both you know what i'm saying like yeah and ou has is one and two with their one win over missouri state and in texas is two and one with barely. Their, barely with their two wins to utep and to texas tech so We'll see. We'll see. We'll get to that in a moment. But um, let's let's check in on on pros on the pro sports very quickly. Lakers Heat. Lakers lead the Heat three and one in the NBA Finals. Desmond, like ten seconds. Lakers win in five or Lakers win in six. What happens with the rest of the series? Lakers win in five. LeBron's getting a triple double next game. Okay. Okay. I think it's still going to be in six. I don't think Jimmy Butler is going to go down without a fight. I don't think he will either. But. The Lakers are just too experienced. They're LeBron and Anthony Davis are playing like they're insane right now. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about this MLB postseason for a second, Desmond. I don't know about you, but I'm watching these games, right? And I just keep thinking to myself, this is like watching MLB the show, the video game, where yeah. where you take the two teams and you're like, you know what? Let's play, let's play at Dodger Stadium. Just why not? Let's just choose a random stadium. Right. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I'm watching. I'm like, why am I watching the Dodgers and Padres in Globe Life Field in Arlington? Well, this is – or the Astros and Athletics in Dodger Stadium. This seems so right. weird. It's just – that's all I really have to say about it. But either way, we've gotten some very interesting games in it too. But I don't think this is a format that's going to stay. I think it's just for this year to create the bub- a quote, bubble. Right, the bubble. But it is very weird to see, like, <laughs> I don't know, just to see these teams that are not used to playing at those stadiums. And it's just like you went, okay, let's pick on, on MLB The Show. <laughs> um, and then finally, the NFL. Spend a little bit more time here. Desmond, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Bill, 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 Bill. It's gone. The GM. The GM fired the coach and the coach got fired. If you didn't pay attention there, Bill O'Brien was the GM and the head coach. So Bill O'Brien fired his coach and then GM said, I'll leave too, I guess. Uh, regardless, either way, how that all picks out, figures out. Desmond, what what's next? I know the question on many people's mind is, okay, great, that happened. And, 
you know, I don't ever want to, I never want to celebrate a coach's firing. That's not cool. That's not fair to them, but this was long overdue for sure. The team was, the team was, was 0-4. De- Desmond. Let me finish. Let me finish. I've been, George, think, we got to think about it, George. Yes. There's been some struggles, but he's had to deal with some struggles too. You know, Jay Watts been a current injury. Deshaun Watson was been injured a couple like that last year too. And but think about it, last year, last year we were so close to being the Chiefs. Remember that huge lead we had? Yeah, twenty four nothing. You don't think twenty four nothing? You don't think that's enough to get your coach fired, Desmond? They came back from twenty four nothing. If it was ten nothing, yeah, but twenty four nothing. You're up twenty four nothing against a team. That should win by like 30. And wait, all of a sudden you start playing conservative and making all these. Yes, I understand. I understand. But we need to look at the deeper. Like, I'm just saying we were going for yes. But look at the teams we played. Chiefs. Ravens. We have the Jaguars next week and the Jaguars are one. That's a a win. So now now Texans are going to win next next week. And they're going to be like, oh, coach. Coach Bill Brown was the problem. No, it's because you're not playing any competition. This is true. This is true. But here's here, hear me out. Who else, who else did they play? They played. Was it the um, Steelers? Steelers. Steelers, right? The, these are three of the best teams in the AFC that we opened up against. We lost one game that we shouldn't have, but you make a, trash. But we also played three of the best teams. Okay, you make a good point, Desmond. But also, when have the Texans ever gotten past the divisional round? Never. Never. Doesn't we haven't made the step. We didn't take the next step. We thought Deshaun Watson would solve our problems. What happens? We lose in the wild card game. What happens? He gets okay, he got hurt, but then we lose in the wild card game. The next year, okay, we think we can make it past the divisional round. What happens? We lose to the Patriots. Then we think, okay, last year, we're up 24 nothing. I'm saying to my roommate, to Hunter, I'm saying this Texans team could actually win the Super Bowl. And I've never said that about a Texans team. And then what happens? Patrick Mahomes goes, okay, fine. Hold my, hold my beverage. Hold my beer. <laughs> and then, and they get what? 51, 52 to 30 something was the final. And then they go on. I will say it's because defense players got injured that game, but I understand. I understand the frustration. Well, I heard that they're checking out um, Eric. What, how do you say his last name? B. Oh, BM, uh, Eric yeah, yeah. B. Uh, and I also want to say, like, uh, you're gonna you're gonna bash me for this, but what about Jason Garrett? I was about to say the same thing, Desmond. If you don't believe me, it's on my my notes. It's on my notes, right there, <laughs> right there. Jason Garrett. And here's the thing. Here's the thought. You probably saw my two picks already, but here's my thought. Yeah, he's not the best coach, but he's not the worst. No, he's not the worst. He he did some stuff in in Dallas. But I was about to – what I was trying to finish earlier, and then you kind of didn't let me finish, was what happens next for the Texans? The Texans, you know, okay, great. Bill O'Brien's gone, and maybe this is a new direction. But what happens next? Do the Texans maybe say, we're going to go get a coach that from the college level that maybe uh, we can develop into like Cliff Kingsbury type idea? Or are we going to go try to go get an NFL coordinator or an NFL coach? you know what what's the next step because theoretically Deshaun Watson is going to want to win a Super Bowl in the next two or three years JJ Watt has been I saw before we started recording JJ Watt and Bill O'Brien got into an extremely large argument last week which supposedly was the main 
culprit for why Bill O'Brien got booted this week because J.J. Watt was basically saying, I'm not going to play anymore And if you have this guy as my coach. Um, not to throw J.J. under the bus, but I sort of agree with him. If you're 0-4 and you barely you haven't scored a single point in the fourth quarter, that's not good at all. Um, so I think, yeah, you can argue there are four of the best teams in the AFC right now and, and with the Vikings in the NFC. But at the same time, you've been seeing all this dis- digre- di- the, the depreciation and you're just, you were just moving down and down after that Chiefs game. The Texans, Desmond, the Texans have not won since wildcard weekend, since January. It's going to be almost a full eight months, nine months, a full, almost a full nine months before the Texans finally get a win. I, I, but we're getting off track here. But yeah, Jason Garrett, who knows? Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley. I'm going to throw it out there. If he has a bad season at Oklahoma, a three loss, four loss season at Oklahoma, he could be on the chopping block. I mean, Eric B. Enemy, I would love. He's an offensive. He 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 just knows the game well round. He's been with the Chiefs. He knows what he's doing. Give me a guy that can win Super Bowls. Give me a guy that can get this team consistently good. Not just oh, we're gonna go twelve and four, and then we're gonna go eight and eight the next year, and then we're gonna go eight and seven and nine, and then we're gonna go back to ten and six. Like, are you watching that? That's a that that curve up, down, and then back up. I want I want a straight line. I want a Patriots line of 11 and 11 and 6 11 and 5 12 and 4 10 and 6 11 and 5 12 and 4. I don't want 8 and 8 and then go back up to 10 and 6 and then wait back down to 7 and 9. No, that's not how NFL coach should be. And I don't know much about the NFL, but I know that that's not good for coach stability. So I don't know. Any final thoughts you have on that? I agree, George. It'll be interesting. Hopefully we get it. Hopefully we can end off on a positive record. Absolutely. Uh, be very, very hard to. Uh, we'll just have to see. Yeah. Um, either way, I think we're going to get Seahawks Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I don't know about you, but um, Russell Wilson, Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, I had the Packers, but it was close enough. Okay. Yeah, I know. I think Packers Seahawks, if that's a, if, if that's the NFC championship, Give me some popcorn, and I'm ready to settle in. Oh, my goodness. What a game. Yeah, that would be a good game. Russell Wilson absolutely out here throwing dimes, and Roger and Aaron Rodgers going, okay, just wait. Let the old man do it. Bad man. But on the other hand, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> oh, boy. My best Stephen A. Smith right there. My goodness. My goodness. The Cowboys are struggling. And they have Dak Prescott throwing for 500 yards, which was not even enough. Desmond, I'm glad the Texans at least at least are in a shape where we expect what that, that we're going to be bad versus the Cowboys where they think they're going to be really good and they're just one and three. You know what I mean? I got to give it to them. I do have very a lot of confidence in their team. But I think this year, I'm going to say it right now, I'm th- I think this year they're going to realize that Jason Garrett wasn't the problem. I'm going to say the same thing. I, I, just, I think Jerry Jones has too much responsibility 
He has so many positions in the company where he needs to step down. He needs to stop a couple he, positions. He's yeah. He needs to stop inserting himself into every. He put piece. he put all the blame on just Jason Garrett. Yes, some of the blame was his. But what about the offensive coordinator or the defense? The defense didn't the defense allow like three hundred and thirty yards per game last year? What you don't think defense is a problem, Jerry Jerry Jones? <laughs> How do you think you're going to win a football game? You're not going to outscore a team with Zeke and Dak and what Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. Oh, congratulations! You have you have a good offense. You're not going to outscore people when you have a defense with literally one All Pro guy and the guy's hurt now. So basically, you're watching the Texas the Aggie secondary run out on AT&T Stadium and watch guys like Odell Beckham just run right past him and go, want to see me do it again? The Browns? Are three and one? I still like Baker Mayfield, but... Oh, same. The Browns? Okay, I saw a stat, Desmond. We're getting off track, but I saw a stat said that Baker Mayfield has won at high school, college, and professional... In AT&T Stadium. He won with Lake Travis in the state championship in AT&T Stadium. He won with Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship at AT&T Stadium. And now he's won with the Browns against the Cowboys, his hometown team, in AT&T Stadium. Desmond, Illuminati confirmed. Oh, okay, Desmond, it's funny you bring up Trace McSorley because there's a song on TikTok that's going around <laughs> and I'm scoring like my name is Tra- Trace McSorley. Do it on the dot. <laughs> uh, oh, like my name is – or something scoring something. My name is Trace McSorley. Hey, hey. No, whatever the the TikTok is. No, no, yeah. Hey, Trace McSorley. Bro was not a bad quarterback either. I don't know what y'all talking about. All right. And now with that, off of that tangent, we're going to go into the games of the week. And Desmond, you're not looking so good on your upsets. You've gotten too many wrong the last few weeks, my friend. Auburn did not help you out at all. Not at all. Um, now, I don't want to brag, but I'm over here sitting at four and one going, Ooh, oh boy, with the SMU pulling it out. Only by a field goal, though. Had to kick a field goal in the last seconds to win that game. So, whoo, got it done. All right. We're going to move forward to the games this week. Desmond, Tulane and Houston. Finally, after... Over a month. Hey, sorry. Keep going. The Houston Cougars finally get to take the field. Bearing, barring any last-minute COVID tests and knowing this Houston Cougars team and God saying, you shall not play in the month of September. Boom, crash. There should be set to kick off tomorrow from TDECU Stadium at 6.30 kickoff. Desmond, this was a great game last year on Thursday Night Football in New Orleans. Tulane won with that fake spike, if you remember. Mm-hmm. I've got the Houston Cougars winning this one. They are a touchdown favorite. They win 
that's what saved us. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. So until the game kicks off, that's when I'm like, okay, the game, they're ready to play. <laughs> exactly. But they are touchdown favorite. Tulane's actually starting. Um, I think it's like Michael Pratt um, at the quarterback freshman. He came in last game towards the second half. Didn't look too bad, but still our freshman quarterback. Houston's ready to play, very eager to play. They were waiting and waiting and waiting. They come out with their first dub, 24-17. Yeah, should be a good one. ESPN, you can find that primetime kickoff on Thursday night. All right, uh, Texas-Oklahoma, the Red River game in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Um, we said we uh, we alluded to it earlier, but this is the third time only in 20 years that both teams will come in with a loss. Oklahoma obviously lost their second straight game. That's the first time they've done that since 2000, and they're on the verge of losing three straight since 1998. The Longhorns, however, lost to TCU for the second straight year. Six out of seven times that's happened, and they dropped their first game of 2020. There's going to be other 11 a. There's going to be other 11 a.m. kickoff games that are going to be better games to watch. But this game still has. Some some sort of excitement because Rattler and Ellinger could be a good good quarterback matchup for the ages. For me, Oklahoma avoids the trifecta of back-to-back-to-back losses. And because there's no other games I really want to pick, this is my upset pick. I've got the Oklahoma Sooners upsetting the number 22 AAA whoop, Texas Longhorns. So you can take that, Longhorns. Take your ass back to Austin. I thought about doing the same thing, George. Then I thought, no. Oklahoma's already in a two-game losing streak. I know Texas lost. But I have Texas winning this game, 56-49. Boos. His, his boos. I told you, I don't think this Oklahoma's team is strong. Oh, I forgot. I, I take my money on Sam. Okay, well, I forgot my score. I think it's going to be 41-38. So potentially, <laughs> it's going to be an overtime. But we'll see what happens. Fox, big noon kickoff. You can watch that one there from Fair Park in Dallas. All right. We're going to speed through these quickly, Desmond. Less than 10 seconds, 30 seconds for each pick. All right. Virginia Tech, North Carolina. One of two ranked ACC matchups. Sam Howell on the Mac Brown, Carolina Blue bandwagon. Keep it rolling, baby. 31-24, North Carolina survives. Upset pick of the week, George. Virginia Tech's winning this one, 35-31. I did have a different upset pick, but after I saw my record, I was like, I didn't want to go too big, so I'm going to go this one right here. Wow. Okay, so you think the bandwagon comes to a screeching halt. Here come bandwagon. People are going to hop off the train. They're going to go, nope, bye-bye. <laughs> All right, well, we move to the Plains of Jordan-Hare Stadium as the Arkansas Razorbacks take on the Auburn Tigers. Auburn took a beating last week while Arkansas is coming off their first win since 2017 by upsetting the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Desmond, Bo Nix, they need a comeback game, and this is exactly what the doctor ordered. 38-10, to 10, Tigers. Don't even make it close. I agree, George. Bo Nix can look strong this game. 31-10. to 10. Yeah, it's it's... This game, you might as well maybe maybe go watch something else during the three o'clock hour <laughs> uh, at C- SEC Network. 
um, three o'clock, you should maybe avoid. Instead, maybe tune into Fox for the Kansas State TCU game from Fort Worth. Both teams coming off some shocking wins. Kansas State is still riding that Oklahoma win as well as beating Texas Tech and TCU shocking the world and beating Texas 33 to 31 in Austin. Max Duggan, good quarterback for TCU, played well against the Longhorns. Um, Skylar Thompson, who knows what his injury status is. They're not sure. Um, for me, Max Duggan is better is a better quarterback. I like f- having confidence in my quarterback, and I like the t- TCU Horn Frogs to take this one 38 to 30. One team came off a win against Texas. Another team came off a win against Texas Tech. I'm going with TCU this game, 45-28. Yeah, should be a good one there. 3 p.m. on Fox. So instead of watching that Arkansas Auburn, go watch Kansas. Yeah, you watch that one instead. As TCU is an eight and a half point favorite at home. All right. You've been waiting for this game, Desmond. I know you have. Miami, seventh ranked Miami against top ranked Clemson. I'm going to read word for word what I've written. College game day sets the tone and heads to the first top 10 showdown of the year. The surprising Hurricanes take on little old Clemson and the Dabo Sweeney Tigers. Miami has won both games that have featured them on college game day this season, but this is a bigger task than those previous games. Either way, my heart wants an upset for Miami. So bad for De'Aaron King to shock the world, but my head is telling me Clemson. And unfortunately, I got to listen to my head. I got to take the Clemson Tigers this, this time around. And Desmond, it's not even going to be close. 42 to 21. Contrary to popular belief, it's not even going to be close. No. No. D King is his initials. You know why his initial is D King? It's because he's the king. George, <laughs> this is the game where Derek King is going to prove to you why I think he should be the Heisman winner this year. Now, I know people can call me crazy. I've, I've always been a non-Clipson believer saying they're going to lose. But, George, this, this is the game. They actually are playing competition early. I told you, he, Derek King's looking nice. He reads, reads all his options, reads passing lanes, reads the coverages. He can run. They have a great kicker. I know that's off topic, but when you can kick 45, 50-plus yards, that – that's points you points you don't have to punt or leave off the board. Miami's defense stops looking bad right now. Bring over the turnover ch- turnover chain, bro. I'm just Miami 27, Clemson 20. Wow. And if Clemson won, I can't I wouldn't even be mad because Clemson. I just I I I can't go against Derek King. I'm on the Derek King bandwagon train and I'm I'm riding it. Right? Didn't disappoint me. Neither did Derek King. Desmond, you realize D.R. King's initials also are D.K. for Donkey Kong. And you know what happens to Donkey Kong when, when he runs into a barrel? He falls. He dies. That's what's going to happen. I hope you realize that. All right, George. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. <laughs> All right, final game that we have picking. Tennessee, Georgia. Best game in the SEC this week. Um, CBS plays host to it. Georgia, again, coming off that big win over Auburn. Tennessee, surprising. 2-0, Desmond. They beat South Carolina, and they whooped Missouri last week. 
Jeremy Pruitt has his team in a good position, but for me, if you didn't see enough from the dogs, you haven't seen enough yet. In my best Georgia Southern accent, I got to take the Georgia Bulldogs. 34-20. Go dogs. Go dogs. Woof, 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 woof. Go dogs. Desmond? Yes, Tennessee is 2-0. I'm going to go with the Georgia's going to steamroll across them. Tennessee's going to look like a big bone. Georgia 41, Tennessee 17. Oh, Lord, Desmond. Oh, Not even my close. God. Not even close. Oh, my gosh. Georgia, it's going to be a 20-plus victory. So you're, you're telling me that my guys Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson are going to be seeing back-to-back blowouts on CBS. Yeah. Oh, I feel Lord. bad for them. What? I said I feel bad for them. Yeah, I hate they watching get, They should pick better games is what you're saying. They almost, they should. Well, either way, next week they get a showdown between Alabama and Georgia. So Okay. Oh, now we talking. In, in Tuscaloosa. So that will be a prime time as well. Uh, all right. We'll get to that in next week. But for now, Desmond, our scary good game. Uh, I don't know if we were overestimating Texas, North Texas, but I don't know if you saw – they actually got murdered, obliterated. It was 31-21 was the final, but Desmond, they even looked close to playing like they should have. So uh, we lost that one. We definitely believe that the one-and-a-half-point spread was not covered by North Texas, believe me. <laughs> so this week, we're going back to the basics. Our very first scary good game involved Syracuse, Maryland-Syracuse, if you can remember, Desmond. This time around, it's Duke and Syracuse. Duke is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They've under, underperformed in every single game they've played this season. Syracuse actually won at home last time out. That's all I need. I'm going back to the basics. I hope you join me. Syracuse is covering outright. Uh-oh, what does that mean, Desmond? What does that mean? I wanted to choose different from you this week, but I I agree. I agree. Syracuse, all right. It's too obvious. That's that's the whole point. It's too obvious. Well, I mean, you don't know which Duke team's going to show up. But what? which one? The one that Chase Bryce is leading, or the one that somehow forgot that there was a football game because they were studying for their chemical engineering final? Come on, Desmond. Chase Bryce has been awful. Because that team just is not getting anywhere. Their best te- game that they played was against Notre Dame. And it was because Notre Dame was making all these kinds of mistakes. What happens to Duke last week? Absolutely just couldn't, couldn't. They kicked a, Desmond, they were down by 10. They kicked a field goal. A field goal with time, with no time expired, with the time expiring. They kicked a field goal. They didn't even go for the touchdown. That's how weak they were. That's, that, that tells the story right there. 11.30 a.m. on ESPN3 from the Carrier Dope. Go look at that one and tell us if we're wrong. We're going to look at the small schools here briefly. Marshall finally back in action. And you know, you know, Desmond, you know I had to rep. You know I had to rep. The Thundering Herd, baby. The Thundering Herd. I got I to gotta like them. They are a uh, good 2-0. Travel to Western Kentucky this week. Western Kentucky has not looked good. I don't need to be worried about my boys. Can't wait for next week's battle between 
Marshall and Louisiana Tech should be a good one next week. But for now, they move in. They move to three and zero. And if they don't, oh well. I mean, that's the that's the story there. How about Army? How what are they looking like? Next week, they play against an undefeated Citadel. That's another win in a row. Desmond, this is garbage. F- they're just playing FCS team after FCS team. They can't just keep doing that. They're going to be like 10-1 and one when they go to play Navy, and they're going to absolutely get destroyed. Hey, George, George, all right, I've had some bad luck with my small schools before. Fine, 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 fine. You know what? Fine. I, I, won't, say <laughs> anything. I won't say anything because Army – our, our army deserves, and it's our. It's our. And I don't, last time I checked, why, why am I? Why your am small I, school, your your school is undefeated. My already has a loss under the belt. So yeah, I mean, but they lost to a, a ranked Cincinnati. Come on now. True. Okay, and I can't. I can't hate on the army. Okay, I can't hate on the army. Our U.S. military. Shout out to all those armed forces. Thank you for your service. So, uh, Desmond, it's a win-win-win for all of you. And with that, we're gonna we're gonna Millie rock and close this episode of the fifth quarter as always continue to wear your mask we want to have back to regular back to regular sports and football in 2021 so continue to wear that mask and as always giga maggies wreck tech we'll catch you on the next one on the flippity flop adios